I've got Modern Baseball back together, the next band is another band that I've got back together and is going to sort of signal um, one of the other bands that's going to come. And I feel bad forcing them to get back together only to play halfway quite early on. Um, but it's Boxcar Racing. <laughs> Who are um, oh Tom DeLonge's band? Tom DeLonge, Travis Barker's side project, um, about 2002-ish. I think they released their only album, but it's such a brilliant album. The Boxcar Racer self-titled album, and it has uh, "There Is" on it, which is a great song. It also has um, "Letters from God," which is an absolutely phenomenal song. <laughs> Racer uh, got together, but then they followed on the album Letters from God, which is an incredible song, is followed by my first punk song, which includes the line I've Got No Dick. Where Blink 182 went, Tom DeLong went straight back to uh, everything he, he learned in the early days of Blink 182, so it does spoil it slightly. But and I do feel bad making Tom DeLong, Travis Barker, and, and the rest of Boxcar Racer reform only to play like four bands into this festival, but screw them. They've only got one album and uh, a select few songs. One, I don't want One of my, I know it was the single, the first single off that album. I had that album as well. Um, but that song and the video for I Feel So by Boxcar Racer was incredible. Yeah, they're just, they were, they were really good. And like, like I said, they went away. Blink-182 went away after Take Off Your Pants and Jacket and before they released self-titled Blink-182. And that's when Boxcar Racer were formed. And it was basically a precursor of, of what Tom wanted Blink-182 to become. Um, and obviously with the self-titled, that is that is what they became. And they are, they, it, it is a, it's the best of the Blink-182 side projects. Um, there's, pl- who are, there's Angels and Airwaves who were awful. Yeah. Uh, Transplants who are, yeah. have a couple of decent songs. Uh, Plus 44 have some all right songs. Uh, Travis Barker did that song with Puff Daddy. Uh, Bad Boys for Life, uh, which is rubbish. And um, so, you know, did was Travis? Oh, I love that tune. Was Travis Barker on that? Yeah, I think he produced it and uh, was the drummer for it. He now, uh, I think we talked about it before, he's going out with one of the Kardashians and uh, writes a lot and produces for Machine Gun Kelly. Um, but anyway, I it's a think hard riff that. that though. It's a great Bad riff on that, on that Bad Boys for Life song. We ain't going nowhere. We ain't going nowhere. We can stop now. Because it's Bad Boys for Life. Because it's Bad Boys for Life. In, in, in my ears, that was synced up, but I don't know. <laughs> I'll have to sync it on the edit. 
after Boxcar Racer have, have finished their set, um, they can go and get ready for perhaps reappearing later. Um, is uh, following on is the Menzingers, who I've already spoken a bit about with the Spanish love song. The Menzingers are basically what Spanish love songs will probably become when they hit their thirties. And uh, the Menzingers talk a lot about how crap being in your thirties is. As Tommy knows, he's um, in his thirties now. Um, I mentioned that before, uh, once or twice. But yeah, the men, the Menzingers are, 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 are <laughs> they're brilliant um, band. Very like again, like Spanish love songs talk about stuff that I think um, matters and what it's like. I think a lot about um, falling in love with waitresses. Um, and I do get the impression that <laughs> the one guy that writes all the songs about falling in love with waitresses comes to comes to band practice. Like I've written written another song, and the rest of the guys like, is it about? He's like, yeah, it's about falling in love with a waitress. Um, just another, another <laughs> song about falling in love with a waitress. But uh, they're they're really good. They might be a bit peed off about having <laughs> to play quite so low down on the bill, but that's because we're, we're about to get into the the meat of the festival. So falling off in the men's is, is against me. Um, who are against me? Yeah, incredible. We, I spoke to we spoke a bit about them when we spoke to Nathan um, about how good they are. So they started. I guess they start. They started off like as a raw, really raw punk band, and then evolved into this anthemic sort of punk band. And then uh, Laura Jane Grace transitioned. Um, and then she released Transgender Dysphoria Blues, which is just an incredible album about something that I've never encountered per, per, in my personal life or anybody I've ever met has never transitioned to female. Um, and so to, to listen to the journey that she went on through those songs is just incredible. She's got such a good like when she I think one of the worries with not worries but one of the things people were considering when she announced that she was transgender and that she was going to tr transition was the fact that what is what are the old songs going to sound like but they're still going to be there on record it's not like you know when she when she became when she transitioned yeah. to, to that, that all those old records get burned you can still go back and listen to them it's fine and now she's releasing solo stuff and it's really good but against me are uh, just a brilliant band and the the book that she wrote with uh, dan ozzy from vice which is called tranny which is all about her journey from childhood and how she always knew and there's there's songs where now you know that she was transgender is transgender and you listen to the lyrics and it's like well yeah she's she has always been Laura Jane Grace. She has always had this insider and, you know, talking about it through her music was the release. And people probably thought it was just some abstract thing that she, that she was imagining previously, but no, it was always her and it was always in her. And it's always what she wanted to sing about and talk about and be. And yeah, it's just, she's a real inspiration in terms of her, the, I'm sure, you know, the, the journey that she's been on of discovery and acceptance and then being accepted by the wider punk community because often punk um one it's full of all number of different types of people but it can be quite an intimidating place to be um as i'm going to talk about with the next band that i pick but um the acceptance that she got when she she transitioned um and she still has now and will continue to have has been incredible um so against me will we'll come on and they'll perform well, i 
I, I thought it was um, when we were talking about androgynous earlier, I thought um, I was thinking in my head, I had it that it was against me who sang it. And then I remembered that's because she featured on the cover I spoke of with Miley Cyrus, didn't she? I think so. She's, I, I imagine everyone in a punk band's a big fan of the replacements, but I can imagine Laura Jane Grace being a big, big fan of them. Um, but yeah, she she can she can come out, play all yeah. the old hits, uh, teenage anarchist and uh, stuff like that. The song that they perform with uh, with of course Tegan and Sarah, they can come and perform that as well. No, no. FM waves, and I'll make my little noise when Tegan and Sarah come out. So that'll be good. <laughs> Can you replicate that noise now for us? Nope. It's a it's, it's a, a, a natural thing. I can't. I don't think. It's really, <laughs> it's just a... What episode was it off again? And what? Old, oh God! What was the noise? The it was a, just an excited sort <gasps> of. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Right. I'm glad you did it so I don't have to go back and uh, <laughs> and find it to edit it back in. So the next the next band coming on are the band that made me change the whole location of the festival. So yesterday when I was doing the washing up like we talked of, Where I'm Going by Rancid came on. Destruction is my state of mind. I'm getting it coming time. When my whole world is gonna performed in sunshine and rancid are one of the greatest punk bands ever they are one of my favorite bands i remember like i say punk is quite intimidating and i remember seeing a picture of rancid and seeing a picture of lars Fredrickson, and he's got a giant mohican 
and he's covered in wearing covered in tattoos and piercings and like then Tim Armstrong's wearing all this leather nowadays he's got a massive beard he wears this hat and they look terrifying and then you listen to them and they're just like a pop punk ska punk jingly jangly pop band and they're just I went to see them I went to see them perform um, An Outcome on the Walls which is the greatest Sunny Day album um, in existence went to see them play that in full um, in Manchester a few years ago and they were brilliant to say I say brilliant Tim Armstrong can't sing to save his life but that's never been an issue mumbling his way through everything um, <laughs> Lars, Fre- Lars Fredrickson is brilliant his other bands are, Lars Fredrickson and the Bastards are, are great and um, and I remember the first time I came across Rancid, they played Leeds in probably about 2000 or 2001. And my brother-in-law um, went to that festival and they came back with the program from it. And it was like, I went to see Rancid while I was there. Uh, that's why I saw that picture of them and was like, my word, what, what sort of activities were you getting up to this weekend? That looks terrifying. <laughs> um, but then like, you like listen to like, listen to something like Time Bomb or Ruby Soho or, or, or things like that. And they're just, you know, alleyways and avenues, just really nice, like chilled out. You can imagine going on, a, not necessarily on a walk, but just being in the garden, listening to, in the sun, listening to them. And yeah, I'm I, desperate to go and see them again at some point. Um, from, getting to know, from getting to know you and your tastes over the past uh, year or so, um you're quite uh it's quite the way a band looks the aesthetic of a band is quite important to you isn't it like the you you know how when you were so young and you saw kiss and you were immediately lured in by just how they looked and obviously slipknot as well you quite like the theater of of a live band and and how they look and how they present themselves don't you yeah, and I guess I guess rancid are sort of they're very by the numbers punk. I think if you were to look think of like a stereotypical punk and what they look like, Mohicans and leather and piercings and Lars Fredrickson like dyes his Mohican bright red and things like that and covered in tattoos and uh Lars has his bass down by his knees and so does Tim has his guitar down by his knees, sorry. And um they're just they look punk and they look if I could get away with, if I, so I always wanted a Mohican, but my hair's really curly when it grows. So mm. that's why I had dreadlocks instead. Um, but yeah, they're just. <laughs> as, I'd love to see you with a, a dreadlock or really, or I'm imagining you with a permed Mohican now. Yeah, it didn't really, doesn't, isn't really quite as intimidating as, uh, as it, as it, as you would think. So uh, no, I think, but ran, rancid, <laughs> like, I think, Rancid probably would come on at the festival when the probably about I don't know I don't I can't work out what the timings are but I can imagine them at three or four o'clock when the sun's quite high in the air and they're playing like these sort of ska influenced punk songs and it would just be lovely um, and then following them on the stage right. talking about aesthetics alkaline trio all dressed in black with red ties come out and look yeah. su- and look incredibly That's cool. Green Day, mate, that you're on about. I think you're on about Green Day. Please do not do <laughs> this to me. 
Alkaline Trio, <laughs> all in black. And oh, alkaline, sorry. Al- alkaline Trio are one of the first bands that I can really remember obsessing about when I really appreciated what they what they were doing. So I saw them on. I went round to my friend's house probably about when they released Stupid Kid. So it'll be about 2001. And they, she had Kerrang! And like the TV channel Kerrang! And um, I remember one of my other yeah. friends. So you could, you could ring into Kerrang! Uh, and get them to request a, a music video. So it'd have a different telephone number for which, whichever, um, whichever song you wanted playing. So it'd always be the same number. And then it'd be a different three numbers at the end, depending on what song you wanted. And one of my friends was convinced that the three numbers that it told you to ring were the channel number for that song. So he tried like, so the little ticker thing would come along the bottom and it'd say like, I don't know, like Nirvana, uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit, 435. So he would put in channel number 435, thinking that that song, so you go on that and like Smells Like Teen Spirit. And I was like, so you just think they're looping Smells Like Teen Spirit 24 hours a day on this <laughs> channel. <laughs> And then they've they've got they've taken ownership of a hundred channels or whatever just to loop this one song per channel. Anyway, um, so I saw the video for Stupid Kid and was like, yes, this is a good song. And then they released Private Eye. I like Stupid Kid, but Private Eye was the one that really drew me in. I like I only have one Alkaline Trio album, which I probably would have bought around 2001, 2002. That that one with the well with those songs on, and it, has it got radio on it as well? No, when they've got the like album. their eyes, uh, right, the whites of their eyes on. Them. No, so radio. So from here to Infirmary is the one with Private Eye and um, Private Eye and. and uh, stupid kid on it and then uh, maybe i'll catch fire has radio on it which i think is the album before okay. and then god damn maybe it's I've the got first two album. albums radio is a really good song though radio yeah. is just such hate radio is incredible it's a hate-filled breakup song
ab- but like really vitriolic hate, like of the person that you you were in love with. And so yeah. stupid, stupid kid as well, I guess. But they are just really horrible lyrics, like bitter. Yeah, really. But they were like all their songs are really dark, horrible, bitter. But then they're really catchy pop punk, <laughs> uh, like to listen to and um, sing along to. And then you realise that you're singing along to someone that wants to uh, electrocute his ex girlfriend in a bath, um, and it makes you really wonder <laughs> how you reach this point. Yeah, they, with your life, it's very dark subject matter. But um, the um, the melodies and the hooks, like they're incredible pop songs, aren't they? Yeah, they're just they're just such a good like. Even like they had us uh, on their next album had a song called uh, Donna Party All Night, which is obviously Donna Party is uh, all about uh, cannibalism. It's a real event that happened in America. Um, so they've, they write songs about cannibalism, but again, it's really catchy pop punk. And then one of my favourite songs is... Um, yeah. Is called, is called, of theirs is, called, is Blue in the Face, which is a, it's a genuine love song. It's not like a breakup song but then ends with the lyrics, your coffin or mine. Um, again, they just can't get away from that. We've got to be, <laughs> we've got to be dark. We've got to be gothy. We've got to be thingy. I'm like Matt Skiba now. He's some of his solo stuff's really good. Um, and now he's joined, he's joined Blink-182 now, which is weird because Blink-182 are sort of the antithesis of, of Alkaline Trio. It, they make fart jokes and they sing songs about erections and uh but again they're obviously and aliens yeah and aliens and that they obviously have this uh this level of respect that matt skiba or, or it could be the financial rewards um but alkaline trio is still going they released an album a couple of years ago that's really good um i just i, I love them from from the minute i heard them on kerrang to to now yeah Brilliant. Uh, who's your next choice then, Johnny? Uh, so we're getting we're getting sort of towards the towards the headliners now. But before, so the offspring of the next band. I'm not a massive fan of The Offspring, but I think it's undeniable that they fit the aesthetic of the day and their singles are absolutely brilliant. Like uh, Original Prankster, yeah. Pretty Fly for a White Guy, um, Hit That, uh, Million Miles bad. Away. Yeah, Want You Bad. 
Um, the songs from Smash as well, um, the really early ones where they were sort of half grungy, half punky, sort of still finding their feet in terms of what they wanted to do. Um, and when I saw them um, at Leeds Festival in 2004, they had cannons full of marshmallows. So if they can replicate that, um, they're more than welcome to come um, to Sound of the Underground and fire. Yeah, well, it's Preston, so fire real cannons by all means. It'll probably improve the aesthetic of the city. Um, but yeah, so but so the offspring um, would come on next. <laughs> um, what is your problem with Preston, man? What is Preston's problem is the bigger question. <laughs> um, so then coming coming on next and right towards the tail end of the day, we've got um, one of my absolute favourite bands. And it's one of those things that it probably when MSM Messenger was around and you had these pop up on what you were listening to it probably was reasonably cool at the time but now i think as we've all aged is probably horrifically uncool but they're still one of my favorite bands um jimmy well I don't know. I don't know if they're. Um, I don't know if they're uncool, or, or maybe that's just because, maybe that's me trying to be cool because I still listen to Jimmy World fairly regularly. So, um, isn't that another Nathan from from Martha? He's a, he's a big fan of them as well. So Nathan's an absolutely massive fan of. I think all of Martha are probably big fans of Jimmy World, but they are just. I discovered them around the same time that I got into our client trio because I think Stupid Kid in the Middle. Uh, would have been released around the same time um, and Private Eye and Sweetness probably were released around the same time as well um, but again they're just so joyful and they love songs that are like genuine love songs even that angry even though songs that are bitter aren't violently bitter well, like Alkaline Trios are so they're sort of opposite ends of the same scale I imagine Alkaline Trio and, and Jimmy World but Jimmy World are just the yeah. So the three albums that they released, uh, Cl- Clarity, um, Bleed American, and then Futures, that run of three albums is up there with, I'm not going to say it's up there with like Bleach, Bleach, never mind in, uh, in utero, um, but just those three albums in a row are, are three incredibly good albums. Um, I love listening to Jim Adkins talk about when they recorded um clarity because he says it was their first album on a major label they'd only been given a one album deal um and so he thought that they would never get the opportunity to record in a studio as good as that again so that's why the songs on clarity are all like five and six minutes long and have harps on them and have stuff like that, have violins, because they thought we may as well blow the budget as much as we can, because we might never get an opportunity like this ever again. Um, And then they released Bleed American, which was 
the biggest album of their entire career as their next album with the middle and sweetness and um, get it faster and all those great songs on it. But they are just, even now, still releasing really good, really great albums, catchy songs. Um, I've been to see Jimmy Eat World. I was supposed to go and see them last year, supposed to go and see them this year. Now I get to go and see them next year, hopefully. Um, but I've seen Jim Adkins live solo and he played a cover of Girls Just Want to Have Fun. And he just seems such a nice, oh, nice. man. Just seems. I saw him at uh, Manchester Music, Manchester College of Music, uh, which was a weird venue to. But obviously the acoustics are incredible; um, they have to be. But uh, the, yeah, he was just. The middle also features brilliantly on um, American Pie too. I think. I think it's like when they're all at the, they're all at the house party, like after, not after prom. I don't know. Maybe it's American Pie one. I'm not sure. I did rewatch them all. Uh, recently, weirdly, but um, it is, yeah, one of, if not the like, it's up though of all the small things as like the best punk pop sort of song of that era in terms of just catchy, incredible pop song music. Yeah, I think as well. I think one of the things I love about uh, Martha is that they're not shy to celebrate their influences and i think we talked about on the episode with nathan that um the song minnie was a preteen arsonist is like taken directly from i was a teenage anarchist by against me and then they have um st westerbergs which is obviously a big uh, nod to the replacements but then so jimmy world have a praise chorus and the bridge at the end of that song is just them basically listing they talk about uh, madness, our house. They talk about the promise ring. Uh, they talk about um, the Ramones. So there's loads of their big influences that just get a, like a mention on that. And I really like the fact that they're not shying away from, you know, we're not the greatest band ever. These are the bands that have influenced us. These Go and listen to these bands as well as listening to us, which I really appreciate. Um, so yeah, I love Jimmy at World. Um, yeah. in, in any other scenario... You could take, you, you could take that route or... or or you, or you could take the um, the Noel Gallagher route of just literally uh, ripping off your influences, uh, melodies and chord structures, and uh, <laughs> passing it off as your own. Aren't, the, aren't Oasis a Beatles tribute band? Yeah, yeah pretty much. I think so. Yeah. Sorry, anyway. No. Um, your next... Who's your next uh, act? So there's two, there's two bands left, and... Arguably, either one of them could be the headliner. Um, but uh, the one that misses out is, um, we've spoken about them, there was a big clue when Boxcar Racer came up, is Blink-182. I took her out, it was a Friday night. I walk alone to get the feeling right. We started making out and she took off my pants. But then I turned on the TV. And that's about the time she walked away from me. Nobody likes you when you're 23. But it's yeah. Blink-182 Blink from 2004. Before, so they're still young enough to get away with the songs about uh, boners and the weird fart jokes on stage and stuff. But they've released their self-titled album by that point, so we can still have um, Always, and we can still have Miss You. This. 
and I miss you. And we can have all those good songs. We can have all the songs from Enemy of the Yeah, of the State and uh, Take Off Your Pants and Jacket and Cheshire Cat and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, but wait, so they're probably the band that I most regret. Well, I guess well, I could have seen and most regret not seeing Nirvana. I, I would are the band I would have most liked to have seen live, but that opportunity would have never happened. Um, so Blink-182, I could have seen numerous times. And obviously I could still see them now, but it's not the same with Tom leaving and Matt Skiba joining. And like you say, they're all old now and it feels a bit cringy that they're still making. And I guess the whole crowd would be about my age anyway, so I wouldn't feel that bad about being there. But I I had a, um, I had a conversation with um, my mate Jordan when we... So we have this new tradition when we're driving. When we're driving to cricket, we listen to Linkin Park, um, Hybrid Theory. And when we drive back from cricket, we listen to um, Blink-182, just any Blink-182, basically. And we had this deep conversation, not deep conversation, but we were talking about Blink-182, and we were just like, fucking hell. Like, Mark's amazing, obviously, and he's got a great voice, great songwriter. But Tom's voice, especially, like, in that era, is just, he is Blink-182 for me. Like, his, he's got one of the best voices in rock of all time. Like, it, there's no more distinctive voice than his. Um, the songs are, like, they're probably the band, funnily enough, you should mention them, because they are probably the band I'm listening to most at the moment. The last two or three weeks, I've just been obsessed. And I, I don't know if that's, like, the cosmos leading up to this episode. But um, uh, Dynastery Gary, Dumpweed, and Mutt... I know they're all off um, Enema of the State, but th those three songs I just have on repeat at the moment. they can write like, like I Miss You and um, Adam Adam's song and Stay Together for the Kids are really mature well mature for pop punk songs and subject matter Adam's song is about suicide and Stay Together for the Kids is about divorce and I Miss You is quite a touching song about um, breaking up with somebody or, or being broken up with um, so they have got that in them but then, obviously, I'll write a song about getting drunk, uh, part, going away to college, um, and party song and stuff like that. Um, yeah, uh, they are a great, great song. So many great, so they are a great band with with loads of great songs. They're 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 such a such a good band, such a catchy band as well. Um, but then, 
like I say, there was there was two options for who would headline it, and I think that I don't think Blink One Eight Two would be too amiss with the fact that um, there's a there's a very obvious pop punk band that haven't been picked, and so we're headlining it. You've mentioned them before. One Forty One. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's Green Day. Headline the whole thing. Yeah, um, they are the amazing. They're the godfathers of, of pop punk. They're not necessarily the band that started it all. They're not necessarily the best band, but they're sort of the elder statesmen of it. And they, as well as that, they just have this incredible back catalogue. Even their worst albums will have two or three really good catchy pop punk songs on it like even warning gets panned as an awful album but you still got warning and you still got uh, macy's day parade and you still got minority and waiting and it's just like that's their that's their worst out up to a certain point admittedly but that's I, the... I don't get i don't get why that I don't get why that album gets panned. Like the like the, the the songs you just reeled off there, they're all fucking bangers. Like it might be for me personally because it was the first. I was like when Warning came out, I was obsessed with that video. Like you know, like the mouldy milk and everything. Um, and I, I, as a 12, 13 year old, I just th- thought that tragic lifestyle looked kind of like it was kind of alluring, although it like looked gross. Uh, but I love that album because it was the first Green Day album I bought and then subsequently went back and bought like every single Green Day album. I own every every Green Day album on CD up to from, um, what was it, uh, Kaplunk, you know, Nimrod, up to 21st Century Breakdown. I've got every single uh, Green Day album and they were the first band I went to see. Like Even 21st Century Breakdown has... It's 21 Guns on that, and... Uh... 21 Guns. Yeah, that's on that. One, 21 Guns Lay down your arms And give up the fight One, 21 Guns Throw up your arms Into the sky You and I And uh, what's the other one that's really... Know Your Enemy. 
Um, that's like really good. Do you know your enemy? No, I know your enemy. I don't you know your enemy. Um, yeah, yeah. Even that, even that has those two songs on it. So, but I think for them, where they're headlining, mainly probably focus on everything that's on international super hits. Uh, so stuff, Kaplunk, Dookie, uh, Nimrod, Warning, and then they can play the hits from. Uh, American Idiot, and then the, the couple of songs from 21st Century Breakdown. They can even do their Husker Do cover. If I don't want to know if you're lonely, I'll let them do that as well. I'll be nice to them. Um, but they are just... One of, them, a- one of the most joyous things I've seen live is um, when they did, it, again, the first, first gig I've been to, and I was like, wow, if gigs are like this, um, I it just made me fall in love with live music, and I've been to... I don't know, probably reaching thousands of, of gigs now and um, festivals, obviously, but they set the bar so high and I don't think anyone I've ever seen since has actually reached that bar. They, 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 you know, they had a kid on stage playing guitar with them. They did, um, when they did King for a Day, Billy Joe Armstrong's wearing a, like a crown on his head and he's got like the, you know, there's there's a throne on stage and then the water pistol in the crowd, <laughs> which of like 14, 15 years old. I was like, this is the coolest fucking thing ever. They um yeah, get people on stage to like take over their instruments. They um they play Operation Ivy covers, so Rancid uh, or Tim Armstrong will be happy with that. Um so yeah, they're just such a fun, joyous band and i'm like i'm surprised they're still together in one sense because i think they've all had various issues with different things um and i'm surprised they were maintained that uh, level of uh, mainstream popularity for as long as they did like they made a musical out of american idiot and it was like properly like well-received broadway west end musical so they are just such a... Because the songs on that, like, you get older, um, like, I don't know, punkier Green Day fans, like, you know, Ducky fans who just uh, write off American Idiot as this, basically because it's the album that made them go, become the biggest band in the world at the time. But that album is fucking hell. Start to finish, it is just wall-to-wall bangers, like... Every song on that album is fucking amazing, and yeah, I I I love them for that. I I I I don't think it's cringe or I, like I love them. I, 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 everything up to that album, I think, is brilliant. It's a bit annoying on Spotify. And that that, album um, included. Bit annoying on Spotify that the the songs are still merged together, so you can't listen to Holiday without listening to. Um, Boulevard of Broken Dreams, I think it is. They merge into one another. Yes, um, it is. Yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. a bit annoying. Um, but yeah, they're just one of the best bands that I've seen live. They headlined Leeds when I went to Leeds. I'd like to see them again, but again, they were well. They were touring with was it Fallout Boy and Weezer, but obviously that got cut short because of the yeah. pandemic. But the closest that they were playing to Salford was Huddersfield. Um, Huddersfield Stadium, which I don't really think is difficult to park at. I can't remember why I didn't get tickets, something really stupid like that. But 
Yeah, they're just... Yeah, I was going to go to that as well. I can't remember why I didn't go. I, th- I think it might have been because I hate Fallout Boy. Maybe not. I don't know. But I love Weezer and Green Day. So it would have been worth it for that. Yeah. But we should go, though. We should go and see Green Day next next time the next time they're touring. We should go. You just want to get on stage when they try and get their instruments out, push some 12-year-old in the face to try and get to play Trey Cool's drums. <laughs> Some, it's true. Some, some twelve-year-old kid, 12 kid wearing his sweatbands and he's dyed his hair, sprayed his hair green for the occasion, and you're just there pushing, <laughs> pushing him out of the way in his in his crisp little twenty-first century <laughs> breakdown t-shirt. His mum bought him off the internet. Fuck! <laughs> Fuck off, you little prick! Um, this yeah. is my time to shine. But no, Green, green Day is the headliners oh. because. They would just be like they can play for as long as they want as well. They have that many songs in their sort of their back pocket. Like even like Redundant is a great song, but it's like lost in the yeah. midst of lost in the midst of how many other great songs that they have. as well i'd want them to play a great video i love the video for redundant oh where everything's happening behind him just repeatedly yeah yeah so uh interesting fact rancid uh before they recruited Lars fredrickson tried to get billy joe armstrong to join them and he was like mate i'm in green day why why do i want to be in another band Uh, this would have been like 1993 Four. And they're like, they're the biggest, like they've just released Dude Crew. They're about period. to be the biggest band. Yeah, they're about to be the biggest pop, they're about to be the biggest punk band in the world. They're about to release like, uh, you know, Basket Case and stuff like that. They don't, he doesn't need to go and be in Rancid as much as he loved Operation yeah. Ivy. And my favorite song off Turkey. And one of my favorite bass lines of all, of all time is uh, Longview. Yeah, it's just the drum, the, how it starts off and everything. Dookie's got such a, so many good uh, songs on it as well. I've got to ask you the big question, Johnny Sharples, um, formerly of uh, former Your Fest planning committee member for 43 episodes or something like that. Uh, the big question on everyone's lips, what song is closing the festival? So, initially I thought, the song that I'd really like them to close out the festival with would be uh, Good Riddance, uh, Time of Your Life, uh, which was the song that we had at my uh, brother's funeral. Another turning point, a fork stuck in the road Time grabs you by the rest, directs you where to go so make the best of this test and don't ask why It's not a question but a lesson learned in time It's something unpredictable but in the end is right I hope you had the time of your life Because Green Day were one of his favourite bands and it would be really 
to be back in Preston and to have uh, that song played. And if we have the option of bringing uh, bands back, uh, it would be obviously be lovely to, to bring him back for just to see Green Day. Um, but uh, I don't think it's got really the vibe that I want to, to close that whole festival. So I'd love it if they played that uh, while the sun was maybe going down and everyone thinks that's the end of the festival and then they come back on and play, uh, I don't know, Redundant, I think it's one of my favourite uh, Green Day songs. It's not really one to close out the whole festival with. Maybe American Idiot's the perfect song to play it all out with because I think that will get everyone singing uh, and send everyone off happy at the end of it. So, yeah, we'll, we'll end on American Idiot. We'll end spiritually on Good Riddance Time of Your Life and we'll end literally on American Idiot. Good riddance, Johnny Sharples. <laughs> I hope you have the time of your life. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, what a way to. I, uh, it has been, um, well, no, we'll do the good. I'll, I'll read out. Tommy, do you want to read out Johnny Sharples' uh, lineup for him? Uh, yes, uh, yes, Tommy, I do. This is how I now narrate my life, it's just me talking, um, pretending to me be me. To myself, but. Yes, yes. Uh, we've done about three recordings of this because my laptop is just uh, fuck knows, fuck knows what's going on. It's saying I have no bandwidth or something, so I have half of it written on my laptop, half of it written on my phone. But I will manage to get through this. So, Johnny Sharples, your your fest festival lineup is. First of all, we'll talk about the weather where it's sunny enough so you can wear shorts and t-shirt, but not sunny so you can get sunburnt. Sunburnt, sorry. Um, it is at Avenham Park in Preston, and it is called Sound of the Underground. I can't be. It's nothing to do with Girls Aloud, and I can't be bothered to explain why. You've heard that just then in the podcast yourselves. It is on one day. It's on Easter Saturday, if that's the thing we think it is. Opening up, we have former. Your first planning committee member members, well, Nathan of Martha and his whole band Martha. We've then got Free Throw, followed by Spanish Love Songs, and he's bringing back Modern Baseball, bringing back Box Box Car Racer, sorry. And then we've got the Menzingers over to my phone, followed by Against Me, and then Rancid. And then we're getting into the deep end of, as you would say in cricket, sorry, I had to mention it once, we've got a very deep batting order. We bat very deep here, or we play music very deep. We are on to Alkaline Trio, The Offspring, 
Jimmy World. And then it was a toss-up between the headliners. Not the headliners. We've got Blink-182 from 2004, who are opening up, I suppose, for the kings of punk pop and the kings of stadium rock, really, Green Day. And we are closing the festival spiritually on Good Riddance, Time of Your Life. And then they're going to come back on and Green Day are going to play American Idiot. Johnny Sharples, it's been a pleasure having you on your fest, mate. Thank you very much for having me. It's a good idea for a podcast, this. <laughs> good idea. <laughs> yeah. Um, give us a second series, of shit. Don't leave me. <laughs> No, thank you, mate. Honestly, the last, uh, you know, it's been incredible. I said it all at the beginning, but it's it's been a true honour working with you and um, getting to know you. And I'll do the same without you. We'll see what happens in the future. Um, we will update you. And he has done an incredible poster, which is... Is it's he's made it better than he's showing us me his phone right now. He's made it better than any of the previous Photoshop efforts he's made for any of our guests. For himself, he's done like the fucking best one yet. We will tweet that and put that out on uh, Instagram and uh, Twitter and all that. How can you follow us on all the socials, Johnny? Or well, follow me, I suppose. <laughs> Tom Andrew Stew, I guess. <laughs> Go. Your Fest Podcast, your that's still what podcast. it is? That's it, yeah, that's it. It's not Cricket Podcast or something. Um, no, thank you, mate. Love you. Bye. Thank you. Love you. Bye.